You're listening to the Anthony Mercurio Performance Podcast, a show dedicated to breaking down elite sports performance and fitness. My name is Anthony Mercurio, and I've worked with thousands of athletes over the last 15 years of strength and conditioning. And if you're looking for ways to improve your speed, jumping ability, or just overall athleticism, then this is the show for you. Let's get after it. And welcome back to another episode of the Anthony Mercurio Performance Podcast. And today we're going to talk a little bit about are athletes born or do they develop over time? And what I think, you know, this is my first year in, let's see, since 2006 that I am teaching solely in elementary school. So in the past I've taught, you know, predominantly high school and by the time you get to high school, you're you're pretty much the athlete you're going to be. Yes, you can develop certain things and you can get faster and to certain degrees and you can jump higher to certain degrees. Um, and if you go on social media, I mean, let's, let's flip that. So depending on how you train, you can do a lot to your body, right? You can change a lot of the ways you, you do things. I think knees over toes guy who's like super popular on Instagram right now, who the reason why he's so popular is because he essentially changed his athletic ability through the way that he trains and his, in his program that he does, which is why he's got like millions of followers now on Instagram. He self-proclaimed to be the slowest person on his basketball team in high school. He couldn't touch the rim and now he can easily dunk and then fall into a split. So can you change your genetics essentially to be a better athlete? The answer is yes. Now, if I'm looking at even like my first graders, if I look at kindergarten and first grade, there's just some kids who are already at four or at five, six, seven, eight years old, who are leaps and bounds, literally ahead of some of the other athletes and students who are in the class. They can jump higher. They can jump further. They're way faster. And you can just see who's going to be quote unquote, like better athletes versus who's not going to be better athletes. Now, this isn't a hundred percent foolproof because if that person who's kind of like a mediocre athlete puts in a lot of work and the person who's a great athlete puts in no work, then that gap will get closed significantly. But genetically, we are all kind of predisposed with a certain amount of muscle fibers, depending on kind of like our gene pool. Some of us have more fast twitch muscle fibers, which allow us to be springier, faster, jump higher, and all that kind of stuff. So fast twitch. Uh, and some of us have more slow twitch muscle fibers, which allows us to be better endurance athletes and allows us to go longer and, and stuff like that. And then some of us have a lot of these kind of like intermediary fibers that can be switched either way, depending on our training. Now we all have different makeups of these fibers in our body. And depending on your genetics, you may have more of one than the other. So that just shows that while genetics aren't the, the number one factor, they do play a big role in kind of like where we are. So certain people who are genetically predisposed to be kind of slower twitch, they're not going to become Usain Bolt and vice versa. Usain Bolt may never become like a great, you know, endurance athlete because of the, the muscle fibers that is required to do that. Now your training plays a huge role and what you're exposed to plays a huge, huge role. Um, I forget which book it was either talent is overrated or the gene code, I believe it's called. Um, in both of those books, they talk about how it's a, like your genetics are a, a multiplier to your environment. So, 
you know, is, is it nature or nurture? It's a little bit of both, right? So your, your nature, right, is what you're predisposed to do by your genetics. And your nurture is kind of like what environment you're put in. So what they were saying is that when you're placed in the proper environment for your genetics, it's a multiplier to be able to make you exceed or, you know, become more athletic or become whatever it might be. It could be a musical genius. It could be a, a, a physics genius. It could be any, any other thing too. It doesn't always have to be just athletic performance, but when you place yourself in the right environment and also get the right exposures to different things, you then those genetic things kind of bloom, so to speak. So now if we're looking at athletic performance, if you never you know, do something that requires hand-eye coordination and you have great hand-eye coordination genetically, then you'll never know. This is also why it's super important that we look at this kind of like long-term athletic development model, um, which all these, you know, it's kind of becoming more popular now, which we want athletes and, and young people to expose a wide variety of skills and have a bunch of different exposures because we never know what they're going to be good at or excel at or pick up quickly. You know, maybe, you know, your parents want you to play baseball, but you don't have great hand-eye coordination, so you're never going to be this great baseball player. Or maybe your your parents put you in, you know, soccer because that's what they did, so that's what they want you to do. And, you know, maybe there's something around the skills and speed and all the stuff that requires you to be a good soccer player aren't quite there. So if we pigeonhole athletes into, like, a specific sport so soon, like that early specialization, then we never know that if they can reach their full potential or what their full potential might be in something else if they don't get that exposure. So are your genes play a role? Yes. Is it the, the determining factor for you to be a better athlete? No. Can you get faster? Right now, this is the other thing. Like a lot of people were like, oh, I need my, you know, when we have people come in for uh, our sports performance programs, they, the number of things, my son needs to get faster, they need to get quicker, they need to get this, they need to get that. Now your training can play a huge role in how you get faster. Speed is a skill, right? You can, you see folks even at the NFL combine who come out of college, maybe they run a four seven and they get some quality training and coaching up and they can run a four five. That's because speed is a skill and they're trying to accomplish a task in a test. So you can teach some of these things in order to get faster in your first step, faster in your first 10 yards. And this is all about some of its technique because it's a skill, right? So you can get faster, based off of a timer and you can have more improvement there if you train appropriately with some strength training and some specific skills and drills to be able to get yourself more athletic. Like I talked about reference before, knees over toes guy, he had went from having some ridiculously low vertical to now a, a really big vertical. And you see lots of case studies of other basketball trainers who get young athletes to be able to jump significantly higher, to be able to dunk and to be able to do different things. And this is just through uh, some training and quality training at that, as well as effort. And I think that's the other thing that people don't realize is you have to put in the correct effort to be able to see any progress, right? There's a scale that's called RPE, rate of perceived exertion chart. And it goes from zero to 10, zero being like sitting down doing nothing and a 10 being the hardest thing you've ever done. Many people, young athletes specifically, they don't know what it's like to work at a seven, eight, nine, ten, 10. So they kind of default to like a four or a five. And when you default to a four or a five, you're never going to see the physiological changes that you're looking for. So if you have to train at a high intensity, like a high rate of perceived exertion, a seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, especially if you want to get faster, 
because those those the stimulus that's needed to be done to move fast and to jump high is so fat fast and the rate of force development so like you have to develop so much force in your body so quickly like you hit the ground you got to go right so as soon as your foot hits the ground you got to explode to the next thing as soon as your foot hits the ground you got to explode up for a jump so you got to be able to develop that really fast and it doesn't happen in slow low intensity things that happens in really fast things and putting yourself in the right environment and the right training methodologies is going to be the way to go. So yes, you can change your genetic makeup, but putting people in the right scenarios and the right exposures is going to be the, the win-win here. So if you have a fast person, you put them in the right situation then they're going to be world-class, right? As well, you know, if, if you have like a mediocre athlete who has a, put them in the right environment you know, maybe genetically they're, they're just kind of like average as a, as a youngster and you put them in the, in a, in a better environment, they can exceed like great expectations. I think Mike Boyle talked about this, talking about like 12 U hockey players who are exceptional at 12 years old, but maybe the, the best person on that team isn't a hard worker because they think they're t- the top dog. And then like maybe like a mediocre athlete there starts training real hard, starts working really hard to be great. And that person, by the time they're 16 or 18 and ready to go to college, will actually exceed and, and go further than that person who's a 12U so, champion. So we want to make sure that we are giving ourselves the right opportunities and putting ourselves in a position to get better. You're not going to get better on accident. You have to get better on purpose. And that's part of what we like to do here with our athletes. And we try to make them better on purpose. And that's through, you know, good coaching, proper programming, as well as that intensity that we talked about. And the intensity happens when you're around other people who are also trying to get better. Hope that helps. And I hope that can shed a little bit of light and maybe, you know, get your head thinking about different opportunities that we want to put our youngsters in or even different things that you've done as a, as a youngster to get, to get to where you are right now. And then what can you do to move forward? You can always continue to improve. Uh, you know, even myself, about, about to be 40 this year, and I was, I was talking with Riley who gave me the topic today. I went and played pickup basketball the other day, and I grabbed rim kind of easier than I ever have. I'm a little heavier than I have been in a while too. So it just goes to show you that you can continue to train athletically and you continue to grow as an athlete, even as you age. And that's my goal is to continue to age athletically and keep moving, keep being able to sprint, keep being able to jump, keep being able to pick up, pick up basketball for a long time without any injuries and being able to stay athletic and be more athletic than maybe I was when I was in my twenties. That's it. Have fun. It's a lot of fun talking about this. I like to geek out about physio, you know, physiology and different things that go behind the scenes. Um, if you liked it, be sure to hit that like button. Give me some star five star reviews. Uh, if you have any content that you'd like to hear about, I'd love to hear it. Follow me on Instagram at a Mercurio. That's where I kind of release all this information about these such things and we'll see you or talk to you next time. Peace.